before I really get into the sermon, I am often very highly critical of the bishops. So when one does something right, I need to give him proper credit. The Bishop of Las Cruces has shown himself to be a man of courage. He himself denied a, state, a pro-abortion state senator communion. After repeated attempts to talk to him about it, repeated attempts to reach out to him, there was no response. So the bishop did what a bishop is supposed to do. So I wanted to give proper credit to a bishop who is actually being a shepherd, caring for this man's soul, and also ask you to pray for this bishop. I think his name is Baldacchino. If I'm wrong, forgive me, bishop, but keep up the good work. You're an inspiration to those of us who have been saying this needs to be done. You believe in the Eucharist and you care about this man's salvation. So I ask all of you to keep him in prayer because as we know, when someone steps up and does the right thing, the media is going to go after him. His brother bishops are going to go after him. Pachapapa is going to go after him. So keep him in prayer that he remains steadfast and strong. And if somehow he hears us, God bless you, Bishop. Thank you. And keep up the good work. Fitting that we would have an apostle today. St. James, patron saint one of the great patron saints of the church. His mother, good Jewish mother, goes up to our Lord and says, you know, does him honor, and he says, what do you want? Says, one sits on your right, one on your left in the kingdom. Basically, he wants to be numbers one and two in the kingdom of God, after our Lord, obviously. And you can always see the other apostles getting kind of like, oh, jeez, really? Probably because they didn't think of it themselves. But in all seriousness, Mother was asking a very beautiful thing. She wanted her sons to be with our Lord forever in heaven and was doing what she could do, reaching out to our Lord. She didn't really understand what she was asking of him. As our Lord basically tells her, he says, you know what you're asking? Can they drink the chalice I'm going to drink? Meaning, are they going to be able to suffer the cross, the scandal of the cross? Are they going to be able to suffer for, for me? And the apostles, not quite understanding themselves, said we can. Either it was great overconfidence on their part or great love for our Lord. I prefer to think it was great love for our Lord saying, yeah, we'll do whatever we need to do for you. Not understanding what it would entail. And our Lord in his very clear way, you can almost see him smiling and nodding his head saying, okay. The chalice I will drink from, you shall drink from. And indeed they did. For all the apostles, with the exception of St. John, were martyred. And we have another martyr today too. 
It's a reminder that all who seek to strive, seek and strive to follow Christ, are expected to embrace the cross. Not just accept it, but embrace it. This cross is the means of our salvation. No cross, no crown. No crown of thorns, no crown of glory. It is by means of the sufferings our Lord allows in our life or sends us that we are purified from sin and made more radiantly glorious in His presence. You can go back to the Old Testament, one of my favorite sections from the prophet Malachi. The Lord sits as a refiner and purifier of silver. It's a beautiful image of what suffering is and does. Because in the ancient world, to purify silver, you held a lump of it in a crucible of some kind over the hottest part of the fire. And you had to watch it constantly, because if you leave it in there too long, it'll destroy it. But you know that silver is perfectly purified when you can see reflection in it perfectly. So yes, the martyrs were thrown into the fire, sometimes literally. But all those that are on their way to becoming saints suffer greatly. You cannot show me one saint that didn't endure some form of grave suffering. Whether it was physical, whether it was mental, whether it was spiritual. Now look at the, some of the great saints that are so well known. St. John of the Cross had the dark night of his soul. Others had feelings of total abandonment by them. However, they persevered in faith. And they drank from the chalice that Christ offered them. Each of us, desiring to be saints, are we ready to drink from the chalice our Lord offers us? Are we ready to embrace whatever comes our way? Are we ready to suffer for Him who suffered and died for us? Are we ready should martyrdom come? Just look at the number of people that have been martyred through history. The 20th century had more martyrs than anything in the previous 19 combined. And we're on pace to shatter that record in the 21st. And it's only going to get uglier. Christianity is under assault, under attack from without and from within. Don't be surprised. Don't think it can't happen here. Don't think just because we're in the United States, oh, this is the land of religious freedom, it can't happen here. It can, and it will. Are we prepared to give our lives in witness for Jesus Christ? If someone were to burst in the back door of this church and tell you to denounce Christ or die, you ready to take a bullet? Are you ready to watch those who love suffer and die for the name of Christ? Not a pleasant thought, but it's reality. It's what's happening in other places in the world. 
and Boko Haram and all these others that are killing Christians in Nigeria, uh, the, Chi the Chinese communists. And just wait, it's only getting started. The way things are progressing here in this country right now. I mean, look at Canada. Churches are being burned to the ground. Churches are being vandalized in the United States. It's only a matter of time from, before vandalism becomes bloodshed. Our Lord promised us we would be persecuted. We would be hated for His name's sake. And He also said, Blessed are you when they hate you and persecute you and speak all kinds of evil about you for, sake, for my name's sake, for your reward will be great in heaven. So as these things happen, remember what the martyrs have gone through in ages past. Torments so grave we can't even begin to comprehend them. But they kept their sense of joy through it. They often kept their sense of humor through it. Like St. Lawrence, the great deacon, being roasted alive in the gridiron, tells his executioners, turn me over, I'm done on this side. And he, despite the suffering, they never lost that sense of joy in the world because they knew they were on their way home. And the best part about martyrdom is no purgatory for you. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go do not go to purgatory. Go straight to heaven. But the definition of a martyr is important to remember. It's not every Christian that's killed is a martyr. They have to be killed out of hatred for the faith. You can think of our own times, recent history, well publicized, Father Jacques Hamel in France, where in the middle of Mass, Mohammedan extremists went in and beheaded him at the altar. That man's a martyr in my book. All those Christians and being slaughtered because they are Christians, that's martyrdom. All those who are hated and persecuted are, is a form of martyrdom. Those men and women who have stood for truth in this country and lost their jobs because of it, it's a form of martyrdom. They lost their job, their livelihood, because the people they worked for had a hatred of the faith, a hatred of truth. Expect these things. Do not be surprised by it. And when the evil one comes for each one of us, as he inevitably does, that roaring lion seeking someone to devour, resist him at all costs. The enemy of our salvation will attempt to scare you. He will attempt to introduce doubt into your minds. But in the end, remember the courage and the heroism of the martyrs. They stood firm for Christ and suffered torment and death for Christ. But now they enjoy the glory of His vision forever. Let no pain, no suffering, 
no trial, no tribulation disturb your soul. But instead, embrace it. For that is the means of our salvation. The means by which Christ redeemed us. And the means by which we are purified as silver. That we may shine like the stars forever. And rejoice to behold His beauty, His glory, His splendor forever.